Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the CW's new series, Kung Fu, premiering Wednesday, April 7th at 8, 7 central, or you can stream free next day on the CW app. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And these are 25 things you don't know about Carrie Hilson. Should we just read all of them? Should we just them? read them? I do love that Carrie Hilson good. is doing Spawn for something called Lust, a seven deadly sin story on Lifetime. From executive producer T.D. Jakes. Ambition is what we do to promote ourselves. Lifetime is bringing you two original movies. But when our ambition becomes your primary agenda. About the two deadliest sins. Y'all must be rolling in. <laughs> Envy. Go and take was mine. Get a taste of that hot life. Lust. She's expanding her brand. Don't hate her because she's beautiful. Oh, God, that song is so good. It literally starts with My Name is Carrie. What's your name? My name is Carrie. I'm so very. But she's a who. Sorry, yes, Carrie. but no like, that song will never be not good to me. And it literally reminds you who she is in the song. You know, it's like. What's your name? I'm so fly, it's a little bit scary. She all rhymes mm-hmm. with Carrie. Boys wanna yep. marry, looking at my dairy. I'm so very fly, oh my, it's a little bit scary. Boys wanna marry, looking at my dairy. And you can stay, but if you touch it, I'm a fairy. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> We're very impressed. You know all the words I'm just to saying, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Carrie, very Dairy air, scary. Oh, she's just, I just love it. I'm sorry, I love it. Pretty Go Rock, great song. I'll play a million yeah. clips here. Anyways, let's read this 25 things. <laughs> we should go back and forth. Are all eyes on her right now? Maybe now. Maybe right now. Well, right now they are. All eyes. My all eyes I only on have her. two and they're on her 25 things. So technically she be Wanted to start at the top. I yeah. love this 25 things. Go for they're it. Good. I mean, they're rarely this consistently good. Yeah, she really took the assignment to heart. And she said, you want 25 things? I'm going to give you 25 wacky things. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to get out my legal pad. And I'm going to write out 25 really thoughtful things. Okay. This took her an afternoon. I looked at this. I was like, she spent an afternoon. Number mm-hmm. one. What's your name? My name is Carrie. Despite my love for movie popcorn, kettle corn, and Mexican corn, I'm allergic to corn. Oh, sucks. That's <laughs> terrible, being allergic to corn. Corn's in everything, yeah, I too. I know. I can't Big imagine. Corn. It's like being allergic to palm oil. Next, number two. At an award show, after a party, Prince's security said he wanted to meet me. Oh, my God. He magically appeared beside me from behind a white curtain and left the same way after. One of the only times I've been starstruck. It was just so Prince. I have witnesses. Like you have to add, I have witnesses to Prince stories because they're all like I this. I mean, what did Prince want from Carrie Hilson? Now I want to know. So she has one great party story and then she follows it up with a not so great party story, which is just Quincy Jones once gave me a foot rub at another party. Mm. That's That sounds not fun. No, we don't like that. We don't like that. <laughs> Number four, I'm a very adventurous foodie. I will try anything, especially if it's drenched in sauce. Same. I love sauce. I've saved, number five, I've saved quite a few bucket list things to enjoy with my future husband. Lately, I'm kind of wishing I had just done them. God, that Isn't is that, like, so wise? wise. It's so wise. That is so wise. Who was the, oh, David Cassidy. I was trying to remember, there was a real, there was a guy who, a famous person who died in the past five years, and his last words were so heartbreaking, and they reminded me of this, and they were David Cassidy's last words were so much wasted time. I feel like Carrie Hilson saw that and was like, I'm not going to waste time. I don't know if she saw that, but that is incredibly bleak. <laughs> okay, what's the next one? Is it your Number turn or mine? Number six. My first real job was at a mortgage company when I was 15. Okay. Number seven. Juggling is my secret talent. I would love to see her juggle. Me too. All eyes on her if she's juggling. I'll tell you that much. Eight. I don't have a favorite color. Pretty girl juggle. I could never seem to choose when asked. I do like that one because you can tell they asked her, what's your favorite color? And she said, I don't have one. And that's like yeah. the fact. When you're filling out your 25 things, think of fun things like, what's your favorite color? She's Who's like, your favorite no artist? favorite color. Sorry. No favorite color. Number nine. Love this. 
I was named after the carry lotion that was bedside in the hospital. Very much. What uh, a great origin Like story. in a movie where somebody has somebody's name and they say stop sign, you know, or they just look and they say lamp, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. And it's a joke. This mm-hmm. was, oh, what a beautiful baby girl. What do we name her? Carry lotion. Carrie. Carrie. I would say these two carries, uh, maybe Carrie Russell, the three most iconic carries. Yeah. The lotion. Yeah. Russell. Carrie Russell and Carrie Hilson. Wait, the lotion is Carrie. iconic? Carrie is so very different. It doesn't feel like ordinary lotion. It's concentrated. It was specially made for dry, rough skin. Carrie is so very... Rich in emollients. It even made my rough elbows and heels soft again. Carrie is so very... Recommended by many dermatologists. So I'll pay more for Carrie. After all, it's the only skin I've got. Carrie is so very... Different. So very... Rich. So very... Recommended. Carrie is so very... What's your name? My name. Well, that's a very famous lotion brand. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's like the big, it's like the, it's the, it's like the swooping K. Uh-huh. You've seen a Carrie brand. Maybe. The swooping K. Maybe. Interesting she was named after it. We we're only at 10. Number 10, I competed for Georgia and the junior nationals for swimming. Okay. Number 11, I may still hold the record for the most consecutive push-ups in seventh grade. I did 87. Mm. I looked at she's like, I don't need to confirm this. I may own it. Number 12, my craziest fan was a guy who jumped up from a second floor balcony in France for a kiss. It's on YouTube. Okay, Carrie, I looked everywhere for this video. I couldn't find it. Not on I YouTube. don't think it's on YouTube. Mm. And then on the web version of this, because this is the screenshot from the magazine, on the web version, they don't link it anywhere. I don't see that. I can't find her mentioning this video anywhere. I can't find the video anywhere. I just like want a link. Number 13, a shirtless Tyson Beckford calendar was definitely on my dorm room wall. Okay. <laughs> Did you have any shirtless photos on your dorm room wall not my college dorm room not college that's yeah. a little horny um okay 14 whenever i travel i buy something unique for my home it's nice number 15 i tend to only splurge on home projects furniture and decor number 16 <laughs> i think you just said 15 number 16 yeah. i own hundreds of beachfront acreage across the bahamas i'm developing a few of them i'll most likely retire in one of those islands oh my I god she owns acreage in the bahamas yeah smart investments climate change do you really oh, want to own beachfront property? Okay, relax. If I, if I weren't a singer, I'd be a radio or TV host, interior designer, or abstract painter. Mm. She'd be good at all three. Number 18, my 12 plants are my children. They have names, and when I speak to them, they react positively. It's really cool. <laughs> that's, a little de- that's a little deranged. <laughs> they react positively. Okay. Basketball was my thing in high school. I was MVP my senior year. Number 20, I broke my nose during a basketball game in 11th grade and somehow reset it when I face smacked into a piece of wood <laughs> during theater set design class my freshman year of college. Love that. So she had a broken nose from 11th grade to sophomore year of freshman year of college. So for about eight, 18 months to two years, she had a broken nose. This next one is true chaos. Read it. The next one. I was in the Congo with Akon when a government coup broke out in the city just a few years ago. What? Imagine bringing that up at 21 and then moving on. And then 22 is, I just really want to score a movie role that allows me to show my athleticism. (laughs) We just moved so quickly on from being in a coup, being in the midst of a coup. Carrie, can you tell us more about the coup? And she's like, no, that's enough. Meanwhile, she's got... She's got two things on basketball. She's got three things on home decor. We only get one number on a literal Congo coup that she was a part of. With Akon. Meanwhile, moving on, having dusty, dirty feet is my pet peeve. Like, what? (laughs) Having dusty, dirty feet is my pet peeve. I never walk on a floor without shoes or slippers. That's smart. And then number Number 24, 24. I love horses. I rode English style. Okay, thank you for... English styles in brackets for five years and Western for a year or two. Oh, that's why they distinguish between okay. the two. 25, the last one, is a little alarming, but okay. I had an unhealthy obsession with fire as a child. I once burned my parents' comforter. Now I have an obsession with candles. That's where we end. It's it's sort of ominous. Anyway, good. <laughs> get ready for wildfire season this, this summer. My name is Carrie. I'm so very into fires. It's a little bit scary. That'd be my new Pretty Girl Rock verse. <laughs> God. Don't hate her because she's beautiful. Hate her because she started a fire that devastated hundreds of thousands of acres of land in Northern California. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. Oh, have you? Did you watch Nisi Nash on Red Table Talk? No, but I bet you did. It was just so nice to watch like 
a good Red Table Talk, which they usually are, but like Olivia Jade's, you go there just like wanting something spicy. And this was not something where you were looking for spiciness or drama. It was just a well, really you knew it'd be wonderful sweet. conversation. You knew it would be so more sweet. sweet than spicy. They really, they probably were not on the uh, the attack like for Olivia no. Jade. Yeah. And Nisi said this. LGBTQ plus Nisi. There you go. I love that. Plus Nisi. They're going to have to change that now. It's so sweet. They're going to add on plus Nisi. (laughs) Do you know she's hosting the Glad Media Awards? The the interview ends with her just randomly going, I'm going to host the Glad Glad Awards. And you're like, okay. I love that. Sure. I love that this, like her being like, I'm gay. Or how does she identify? What is she? She says, well, she's so new. She says, I'm free. She's like, that's how I like identify. So it's LGBTQ plus NF. But she talks about. Right, she's free. <laughs> plus F. Plus FN. She's a free Nisi. Uh-huh. It's a really sweet conversation because she talks about like, it's it's about coming out, but it's also, she makes it clear. She's like, I was never queer before this. Like, I was into my husband's. I have no problem with my husband's. I identified as straight. Like, this this never came into question until I met Jessica Betts. Right. And so she's still trying to figure out, like, the like what labels sure. mean. And it's very, like, the straight person trying to, like, she never had to take the time to understand what, like, cishet meant. And so now she's trying to figure out what right. labels. You're and not, she's like, like, born with the informa- institutional information. You're just mm-hmm. born with the, like, feelings. Part of the conversation is, like, straight privilege from the angle from the idea that like or from the perspective of like not having to deal with labels ever and so she's like this is the first time she's ever had to deal with labels right and she's like i don't know what label i want to use so for now i'm saying free right and it's sweet and meanwhile jessica betts comes on halfway through and she's like i grew up i was the child of a preacher like and her grandmother was the first black preacher like in her neighborhood in Chicago. And she's like, I had to come out early and it was tough for me. And so like everything Nisi's doing now, I had to do when I was like basically a kid. Right. And so she's used to it. Right. And they also go into this really good conversation about the way that the press covers divorces, which we've talked about a lot. I think like even just in the past year, like when you see that a celebrity is getting divorced, they may have been separated for many, many months already i can say for me i never cheated on my last husband Good. i never did that right and when we got together it was when that was over but when the world found out about my divorce we had already filed i had been living in another house, house yep. it made it look like to the world five minutes yep. passed. yeah she was just what she just married i got a lot of that in social media yeah. you was just married mm-hmm. no i wasn't they're right. not looking in at your every inner day life mm-hmm. like, yeah so they yeah piece the pieces together to make a story that they could handle. Right. I cannot think of a celebrity divorce or breakup that has been reported that hasn't been they separated a month or two ago. It's never on the dot. It's always there is time between and it could be anywhere from a few months to a year or whatever, depending. Mm -hmm. The only one that recently I thought was like, oh, this seems like this this news broke close to when it actually happened was Kim and Kanye. Kim and Kanye. But we don't know the degrees of a separation for them or whatever because it's like, you know, it's it's blurry. The lines are blurry between like, were they broken up? Were they divorced? Mm -hmm. You know, like they could have just been in separate places for a long time. Like that, it's interesting that they say that because I do think that applies to pretty much every single celebrity divorce announcement is like, they actually have been broken up for a while now. Yeah, and I feel like the only reason it happens to Kim and Kanye when you're that when you're that famous, people are like checking in on you every once in a while. Like, they're getting the check ins on their relationship more frequently than the people who don't have well, that much attention on them. The paperwork is filed yeah. is checked more often. It's like the right. It's like if if you're looking for paperwork, if you're looking for official court documents, then yes, they're going to be more mm-hmm. attuned to those being filed. A lot of the headlines about this episode made it seem like it was more revealing regarding Jada and Willow than it actually was. There was Uh nothing really revealing here. It was just a really sweet, sweet, sweet conversation. Right. Jessica is too real. At one point, she's like, oh, yeah. And then when we were skinny dipping in the hot tub and Nisi's like fully humiliated and she's like, you keep giving too many details. Like, I would never give this many details. (laughs) It's funny, like, how non-media trained she is. LGBTQ plus Nisi. My poser is climbing Mount Everest again. Didn't he, wait, he walked across the No, country? he walked across America. He's doing another, like, charity stunt. So he did his stunt, and now he's like, he's like, that worked pretty well. We got coverage on Who Weekly. We're going to walk, we're going to now climb Mount Everest. 
Yes. And they're going, he's raising funds for a Detroit-based charity. That's great. And he goes, so excited to announce, this May I'll be attempting to summit the tallest mountain on earth, Mount Everest, with Dr. John Ketsky in order to raise funds for Just City Detroit. Please donate what you can, prayer hands. Or just share the GoFundMe link. Uh, for t- walking across the country, it seems easy, but it's hard because it takes forever. And there's like a lot of kind of dangers and weirdness in doing that. Like things yeah. that you could come across that you wouldn't even know. And no one is necessarily going to like Sherpa you across the entire damn country, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know I've seen wild. So I'm I just feel like it's a very we have two very different things. One has like kind of a system around it. And the other one is not necessarily something where you can just call up somebody and say, hey, I want to walk across the country. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. You have a system to do that. Can you help me do that? You know? Yeah. What's his song again? I took a pill in Ibiza. OK, I took a pill in the Himalayas. He should not take a pill while summiting Mount Everest. That would be bad. Speaking of climbing things, I have a okay. mini game that okay. I'm going to put right in the middle here. And it's. Other things that celebrities are climbing, um, and I want you to guess based on the headline who's doing the climbing, okay? Okay. Okay. Okay, ready? Is it going to be multiple choice, or do I just have to know? It's going to be multiple choice, okay? Okay. Here we go. Okay, I can do this. I can do it. These are the headlines from the Daily Mail. Free spirit. Blank looks chic in blue bohemian dress as she climbs on a playground in Sydney barefoot. Is this Natalie Portman, Paris Jackson, or Isla Fisher? Oh, it, uh, Natalie Portman. Nope, it's Isla Fisher. What? Oh, I thought, well, isn't Natalie Portman in Sydney right now? Yeah, but Isla Fisher is there too. You got oh, that wrong. She's there too. I always forget that she's Australian. Quote, I'm so hot right now. Just climbed like 58 sets of stairs. Blank, 39, gets puffed out in Portofino, but inspires her fans on social media. Is this Gemma Collins, Rebel Wilson, or Paris Jackson? Paris Jackson is in all these things. <sighs> I don't think it's Rebel Wilson because I don't think she's in Portofino right now. It's not. These aren't current. Oh, who was the first one? Gemma Collins. Gemma. No, it's Gemma Collins. No, it's Rebel Wilson. God damn it. Okay. Okay. I ate. I prayed. I climbed a volcano. Blank embarks on new spiritual quest after tweeting about cleansing her chakras. Is this Katy Perry, Demi Lovato, or Paris Jackson? Uh, uh, Katy Perry. That's correct. Oh, my God. Okay, good. Okay, good. I almost said Paris Jackson because she's throwing me for a loop here. She's in all of the answers. Blank says she was naked when she climbed the sign of the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel during Wayne Coyne's birthday party. Is this Paris Jackson, Tana Manjo, or Miley Cyrus? Fuck. Miley Cyrus is the obvious answer because I know she's friends with Wayne Coyne. I'm going to say Paris Jackson. No, it's Miley Cyrus. Fuck. (laughs) Why are you overthinking it? I don't know. Okay, next question. Strip that down. Blank recalls the time an overeager fan climbed two stories and stole his underwear from his Sydney hotel room while he slept naked on the bed. Is this Liam Payne, Justin Bieber, or Paris Jackson? This sounds like a Liam Payne story. It's Liam Payne. (laughs) Yeah. Also, Strip That Down. That's his song. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't even think about that. Okay. Oh, no, I didn't know a Liam Payne song. I'll never forget this. Singer Blank climbs the Sydney Harbor Bridge during Christmas break down under. Is this Sam Smith, Paris Jackson, or Billie Eilish? Stop saying Paris Jackson. It's driving me crazy. Um, Also, why is everyone climbing in Australia? I don't know why these are all Australian. Okay, Paris Jackson. No, this is Sam Smith. God damn it. Next one. Makeup-free blank looks like she's just climbed out of bed on a shopping trip. Is this Paris Jackson, Pam Anderson, <laughs> or Tori Spelling? Tori Spelling. That is incorrect. It's Pam Anderson. Damn it. Okay. Okay, last question. Still got it. Blank, the former action hero, tries to impress his new girlfriend, blank, by leaping over the fence after getting locked out. These are old headlines. And I don't have any multiple choice for this. Just guess. Is it Bruce Willis? No. Oh, oh, it's Ben Affleck and Anna Armas. That's correct. Yeah. All right. All right. You did okay Badly. considering. You did okay. You did okay. I'm sorry. How was Paris Jackson not an answer to any of that? That was the that was the trick. I made them. That's how it, that's how they were difficult. It was hard. It was a great red herring. Yeah. That's that was what was supposed to trip you up. And you know what? It, it was worked really good. because you, you did a really good job. Thanks. You did a really good job. I'm like, my brain is, is hurting right now. It's actually hurting. Always gonna be an uphill battle. So 
it was like 70 something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed or in my Pull case under out the bed. Your linens, sweeties. The lin it's time it's linen season, honey. Oh. Oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh, and it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be somewhere mm -hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands by partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. I was in Florida this past weekend, and guess what was the talk of the town? Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crops. It'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone It'll just be photo a full that's Instagram. on the aura frame. Exactly, with it. comments and everything. It'll just be on, <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm -hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting. You got to be careful. Photos you got to be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it, but you should do it. You got to be a little bit careful. But <laughs> Aura Frames are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura Frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best seller frame that's a-u-r-a frames.com use code who at checkout to save terms and conditions apply Rhea grammar getting bullied by her father this is my mm -hmm. this is hilarious this is like so funny kelsey grammar's daughter greer who is being interviewed because she's in that terrible movie with Kristen davis that's on netflix that everyone's like kind of being rude about and then Kristen davis is on twitter being like sorry like What's up, guys? Hey. You Not know? even using words. She's just sending emojis. Well, she is like interacting with people who are talking mm -hmm. about her movie Deadly Illusions, which I think is about like a nanny fucking the parents or something. You're Mary Morrison, best-selling author. I haven't written in a while. What you need is a full-time sitter. The girls she recruits clothes, they clean everything. I think that you will be very pleased with what we can offer. I'm Grace. Hi, Grace. She can't be real. You are a godsend. You don't have to take care of the kids and me. I know, but I like to. Please. You deserve this. All I want to do is make you happy. It is. That's what it's about? Greer, who plays a complicated and mentally ill nanny alongside Kristen Davis, 56, and Dermot Mulroney, 57, was just a baby oh, when her dad idiot. first starred in Frasier. I thought Kristen Davis was the nanny when you were des describing it, but no, she's the parent. No and offense Greer to Kristen Davis, but parents. she's not the nanny. <laughs> okay, I got it. Okay. It keeps getting suggested to me. You won't watch it. I might. 
I mean, I watched Twist. I wonder if this is, we'll get there. I wonder if this is better or worse than the last Kristen Davis Netflix movie I watched with Rob Lowe, where she went to Africa and like met some elephants. And met some elephants. That Remember was just that? spawn for elephants. It was the spawn for the charity. Yeah, she's becoming the, um, the like, uh, what's her name? Candace Cameron Bure of Netflix. Oh my God. Holiday on the Wild. That's what it was. Yeah. Holiday on the Wild. Thank you. I couldn't remember the name and I know I watched it. I did watch that. We back to Greer. Hold on. Sorry. Okay. So what did she do? is Kelsey Grammer's daughter Greer reveals why she's nervous to ask dad for a role in Frasier Reboot. This is like one of the rudest taken out of context quotes, but it is funny. Greer told Hollywood Life exclusively during an Instagram Live Q&A while promoting the movie on April 2nd. The movie is the Illusions movie. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to ask, even though you think that I would, that it would be a no-brainer. Like, Dad, get me a role. But I'm always so nervous asking my dad for things, she confessed. <laughs> so someone asked her if she was interested in being in the reboot, and, and that's she said, how she responded. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then... They were like, why don't you ask him? And she was like, I'm scared. I was like, oh, God. There is a reboot. I I think that's all I can say because I don't really fully know anything. But no. I do know that it is um, in the process of happening. They're discussing. Um, so that's coming. I don't think I'm going to have a role in it, but I would obviously <laughs> love to. Um, that would be a dream come true. <laughs> I mean, if your dad was Kelsey Grammer, wouldn't you be afraid to ask him for anything? Oh, I wouldn't ask him for shit. But I just think it's funny that she's like telling the truth on that one. She's like, I don't want to ask. I'm not asking him for any. (laughs) Well, she doesn't know. I mean, do you think that Camille asked? Because as I was doing my horrible Frasier watch, um, Camille Camille shows up in an episode. Oh, I'm sure. And she's like an extra. I'm sure Camille. She's like a sexy party goer. I'm sure Camille got shoehorned into that show. No problem. Any project. If Camille got in, Frasier's, Kelsey's going to find a way for this woman, Greer, to be on Frasier in some way. That's true. There's no way he's not. I think so many of them aren't even coming back. Like, what is this show going to be? You tell me. I don't. I didn't watch uh. Frasier in the first place. So moving on, here are some people getting married who I don't know. Okay. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Exclusive. Aiden Turner's secret Italian wedding. Paul Darkstar married Caitlin Fitzgerald in August with just his parents present as newly unearthed pictures show loved up couple wearing gold bands on their summer honeymoon. Okay, relax with the word unearthed. This <laughs> happened like six months ago. I mean, it's just funny how it's like, it's like, did you save these photos? Fo- like, where these photos come from? Clearly, like, no one cared or knew. These people got away with getting married in quote unquote secret, but it seems like it wasn't even secret. It just wasn't a thing that anyone really cared about. Fine by right. me, you know? right. Well, it's actually sort of a brilliant press move to get married, low-key, not secret because you're just not super famous, and then announce it months and months later. I mean, not even announce, just smooch. (laughs) But frame it as a secret wedding, knowing that people say, it's a secret wedding, when really it's like no one cares because you're not famous enough. It's a good way of like inflating your level of fame. Well, they're also like equally famous, which is fun. You know, they're like Mm -hmm. both kind of, you know, TV people you might remember from TV. Mm -hmm. She was on Mad Men. And actually, one time I met her in person. Yeah, she was in Masters of Sex because she maybe dated Michael Sheen, who was a co-star. I remember this. Mm -hmm. I liked this this interview that's mentioned in the story about this new marriage. They say, the pair have largely kept their romance low-key with Aiden saying in a 2019 interview, I do have a girlfriend, yeah. And so I found the interview from 2019. It was in the Sunday Times. And... (laughs) It says, we return to the subject of his recent trip to New York, and a Cheshire cat grin creeps across his face. Were you visiting friends, I ask? Yeah, yeah, he replies unconvincingly. Oh my God, this a girlfriend, like perhaps? Porno I do have a girlfriend, yeah, he says, eyes fixed on the floor. Does she live in New York? Maybe, maybe, he trills, crumpling into laughter. And it's like, it's, it's so much less interesting than this makes it seem. I right. guess is what I'm saying. Right. Like they're so boring and they have to force intrigue into these two people who are just so dull. They met on the set of a movie called The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was in Massachusetts, but it was just filmed in Massachusetts. They met <laughs> no, in Massachusetts. The, I thought the movie, thought the was, movie was like was in, the man Massachusetts. Who Hitler in Massachusetts. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's interesting. We're in Massachusetts. But no, it just it just was filmed near Boston in Massachusetts, this movie where they met. The apparently. Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. Right. An adventure drama. Insiders which is real. claim they rarely mingled with other cast members while staying at the Deerfield Inn. <laughs> I believe it. Do you know who starred in that movie? Who? 
Sam Elliott. Is it out? It came out. And? It looks like it. no one cared. Okay, well. It, it looks like it premiered it at some very, very small film festivals. It brought these together, so that's nice. That's nice. Lindsay, you didn't even point out the reason she's most famous. No, you tell me. I put in a screenshot. I know it's shocking, but I think this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Your mother and I have been seeing each other ever since New York. Mom, this is true. That, that part is, but... Why is everyone crying? Why isn't this good news? Because we're still getting over the divorce. Oh, she's one of the horrible children, and it's complicated. Oh, sure, sure, I put sure, a screenshot sure. of them in bed yeah. being like, you're cheating, you're having an affair with dad? Sorry. Oh my God, you're I ruining our lives. They're this. in their 20s, they're in their 20s. All right, so moving on to the next couple who's getting married who I don't know. Pro golfer Brooks Kopeka gets engaged to actress Jenna Sims. And this is great because then you get a, a, like you get this. On Thursday, April 1st, the 32-year-old Sharknado 5 global swarming actress announced that she is engaged to a 30-year-old pro golfer. You rarely hear about golfer relationships <laughs> a- among golfers who aren't Tiger Woods. You know? I mean, I feel like there are some golfers that come up in tabloids, like Jack Nicholas, like the kind of the oldies, the He's like, like old classic old guys, right? Not for dating, but like just in general. This is rare. I'm, I find this refreshing. These are two people who are also equally famous, which I love. They're equally famous. However, a few years ago at the U.S. Open in 2017, I found this really good headline from, I think, Golf Digest, U.S. Open 2017, Joe Buck, who I think is just a golf announcer, misidentifies Brooks Kopka's girlfriend, Jenna Sims. And on air, they referred to her, this woman, Jenna Sims, as his ex, Becky Edwards. And there was a bit of a minor furor, and then they fixed it up. And they someone corrected him and was like, actually, Joe, that's his new girlfriend, Jenna Sims. So apparently he has a type because she looks just <laughs> like her. That's funny. Also, this weird uh, write-up. Sims has also been in several movies, including something called Three-Headed Shark. So she was in two movies with sharks. Mm -hmm. She was in Sharknado 5 and a movie called Three-Headed Shark. That's her. Or is that the same movie? No, it's a different movie because I looked it up. It's it's, wild. It's a different movie. Wow. Incredible. He has a type and she has a genre. (laughs) You want to know other movies that she's been in? Yeah. And it's not even part of the Sharknado franchise, which I find even That's more That's what I'm intriguing. saying. It's like a different scary shark movie. Yeah, she's been in Three-Headed Shark as Dr. Laura Thomas, mm, you know. A doctor. And then in Sharknado Heart of Sharkness, she was NATO Delegate Lee. Sure. And then in Sharknado 5 Global Swarming, she was playing the same character, NATO Delegate Lee. She's in Tales of Frankenstein. A lot of things about um, uh, monsters. A lot of monsters here. The Maybe 50-foot she's got a good scream. Maybe. I can't confirm. <laughs> I've only seen the IMDb. I haven't seen any of the actual movies. You're going to be in a new film? I am. It comes out on Saturday, the 25th, on FX at 10 p.m. It's called Attack of the 50-Foot Cheerleader. It's produced by Roger Corman. And I play the lead. I play Cassie Stratford. And it's sort of, it's kind of like a remake of Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, uh, the Daryl Hannah version, but with some twists and some cheerleading thrown in there. A couple where I know one of the people, but not the other. Bethany Frankel, uh-huh. I would say, maybe is like them territory we're talking, right? Yeah, yeah, she's that mean. But she's engaged to this guy named Paul. And I wouldn't say this is very interesting because he's mostly just some guy named Paul. And he is divorced. And that's really it. Mm-hmm. And now they're engaged, you know? And now they're engaged. He's divorced. I think I was trying to find more about his ex-wife because I saw some stray mention in Hollywood Life that said he was previously married to Ashley Burnham, a well-known figure in the Boston social scene. I'm sorry. They divorced the in what, 2017. Huh, and I was like, the... exactly. And I was like, oh, Lindsay, do you know of this woman? Uh, you're part of the Boston social scene. No, so I was really hoping to unlock some like beautiful tapestry of facts about this Boston socialite. But it was so, it was just so boring. Like, I feel like if you lived in Boston, you'd say you you might have an anecdote about this woman. But like, I really wanted something funny to come out of it. Like, you know, when you like find a new who and you're like, this is going to unlock something. I'm going to find something great. And usually you do. You didn't. I didn't. And it kind of bummed me out. I was like, everything about this woman should have been a, a, a who treasure trove. But it's and it not. Wasn't. Yeah, it's just it's a not. disappointment. And they're boring. 
that's how I feel about Bethany and yeah, like we had two great who couples before her, and now we just have Pe- Bethany and this guy named Paul. It's like she knows who she's, cares about Bethany. She knows she found a boring guy. I mean, I think people she, do care about Bethany, and what I do love about this, again, not focus on Bethany, focus on Paul for the who aspect of it all. But did you realize that Bethany announced that she was, or like her engagement dropped the same day as the new trailer for Housewives of New York? That is oh. not by accident that is on purpose that is petty as fuck and I honestly you have to stand you have to stand Mm -hmm. that type of weird conniving bullshit from Bethany Frankel I fucking love it (laughs) the same day they dropped she's an OG I guess so but she was like not only will I not be on this show but you can't even have most of the spotlight on the day that the trailer drops Mm -hmm. do you think that I was gonna say that the Jen Shaw drama was sort of like taking up all of the housewives no. press. No. But like I feel like they all it's a very it's very like what is that? It's, it's franchise specific. beneficial. It's franchise specific too. So it's it's more like Bethany Bethany outpacing the trailer is a different vibe than Jen Shaw. It's not like Jen Shaw is stealing the air from like the other okay. franchises. I don't that's not how it works. Is uh is it like what's good for the goose is good for the gander? Am I using that right? Like if if Salt Lake City is having a lot of drama and attention, is that good for the other? I mean, probably. I wouldn't say it's not. It's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Think that, that must that. be how it works. Maybe. Sunday was Easter. Uh, I hear there were a lot of sexy Easter bunnies on Sunday. You collected some. There were three. Three sexy Easter bunnies. This, I, the thing Fewer is, than I, expected. I actually don't really understand sexy Easter bunny. Like, it seems not great. It seems <laughs> like. It's not really a thing. And so when people do it, you're like interested, you know, like even people who are normally into Easter stuff are like, I don't know if this really tracks, you know, not that I think mm-hmm. Easter is like some super religious holiday, like people like go egg hunting. It's like not, you know, it's pretty mm-hmm. there's there's traditions that are pretty secular about it. Mm-hmm. But the sexy Easter bunny, I feel like does creep everybody out. Nobody wants a sexy <laughs> Easter bunny, right? No, no one wants sexy Easter bunny. No one wants sexy Santa. So we had three sexy Easter bunnies, one of which was Vanessa Hudgens, uh-huh. who uh, was in a crop top as she posed with her BFF Gigi McGree, and they and she wrote "baddest bunnies." It's just it's not a full cosplay. Like we have to explain. Like she's in. It's not a full. Co- I'm sorry. What would a full cosplay look like if you're dressing? Like she's a sexy not in like Easter a furry bunny. costume. You know, she's not in some furry costume with like a bikini over it. Like Gritty's sister. What's her name? I already forgot her name. Whose sister? Gritney. Oh, Gritney. She's not. No. Like she's, this isn't a Gritney situation. She's not in like a. First of all, if you want to be a sexy Easter bunny, you can't dress like Gritney. You can't cover your whole body. You can't like do furry. You know. You could if you were really if you were really committed to the bit. You could. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. You know, basically you're gonna dress like. So this other one is Chloe Ferry, who I think is a UK based. You know, Jordy Jordy Shore. She's Jordy Shore. She's Jordy Shore. She dresses a sexy Easter bunny, but she dressed more as a Playboy bunny. I think that's more mm-hmm. of what we're getting here. That's what you would expect if you said sexy like, Easter bunny. You, you would can't expect call Playboy bunny. this Playboy bunny outfit an Easter bunny. I'm sorry, we that's not a crossover we we recognize. And then what was Amanda Holden's? Well, she's a TV personality, so I think that she did it like on air with her coworker or something. Right. Okay. That was sort of a that was an actual costume too. They held carrots. Amanda Holden and <laughs> Ashley Roberts flash their tanned legs in jumpsuits as they dress up as Easter bunnies. Mm-hmm. I did not dress up as an Easter bunny. Yeah. So. I mean, I didn't either. The Britain's Go Talent judge. Isn't Britain's Got Talent or is Britain Go Talent? Whatever. J- poked fun at the f- little farmyard scene, writing on Instagram, we downsize, we downsize the Playboy Mansion. Oh, because it's yeah. like a barn. Mm-hmm. And there are bunnies at the barn. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. There's a All video. Right. If you Google her, there's a video... That's called Seven Amanda Holden's Sexy Outfits That Got Her in Trouble on Britain's Got Talent. So it's, she dresses yeah. sexily frequently, it seems. Yeah. And it gets her in trouble on America's Got Talent. So sexy Easter bunnies, I would say they're not really a celebrity thing. I would like, I would basically like confirm that it's not really a thing via the kind of lack mm. of engagement with the sexy Easter bunny trope by celebrities this year. 
I really think that the only time that costumes are a themmy thing is Halloween. That's a boring answer, but I think that's the only answer. Like, but I mean, I feel like who's, you know, they find reasons to dress up all the time, but mm-hmm. it's like sexy Santa, like all these things, but sexy Easter bunny is not a thing we're claiming. And I yeah. do think also even the Playboy bunny dressing up like that has kind of gotten out of gone out of fashion as a look. Yes, Don't I think, think so too. But I think that like, I guess what I meant to say, like a more succinct way of putting it is that like, Who's dress up in costumes all year round? Them save it for Halloween. That's true. You know? That's true. You have to decide whether you're a who or a them in a- that aspect. Do you dress up in costumes all the time or do you save it for Halloween? <laughs> he looks like a deranged Easter bunny. He does not. He does too. He looks like a pink nightmare. What did BJ Novak do? This is so strange that I kept putting it off because we didn't have time for it and I'm still like trying to figure out a time to talk about it which is now because actually he just did his first official press on it versus keeping it kind of a secret he did a Hollywood mm. reporter kind of blip on it or like they because did a blip you've been on wanting it. to talk about this for like three weeks well somebody called about I would it. say somebody called mm-hmm. about it and I was like oh yeah I noticed that too and then I'd done some research on it and it kept going from doc to doc until finally now we have the uh, time to talk about it, which is that BJ Novak launched this weird – it's funny because the reveal of this is like so stupid. He launched this weird food pop-up called Chain Restaurant or The Chain and mm-hmm. it's like chain food, like chain restaurant food, but it's limited edition and you have to buy it on Instagram. Like it drops and then you have to buy it on Instagram and then go pick it up. Like, it's all the least fun things about food together in one, which is just, it's incredible to combine. You have to DM to order food on Instagram. I mean, I love a food pop-up, but I'm like, here are the least fun things about food combined, meaning I'm eating chain-adjacent food. I'm eating chain food, but I don't get to sit at a chain restaurant and, like, order a big funny margarita and, like, yell at my friends. I have to... (laughs) Ordered on Instagram, spend more money than I would at the chain restaurant, which is another disappointment. Mm-hmm. Then I have Drive to go to pick it. it up, maybe run into BJ Novak. That's weird. I guess that's like not a negative <laughs> for everyone, but it would be for me. And then get this food that tastes, it's engineered to taste like the original chain food, but it's not the chain food. It's a WeHo pop-up that serves gourmet takes on dishes from TJ Friday's Chili's and California Pizza Kitchen. Why would I not just go get a buffalo chicken pizza from California Pizza Kitchen? That is ridiculous. Why wouldn't you? That is you? ridiculous. Why wouldn't you? I think that like gourmet takes on, I'm going to call this, cha- I'm going to call these particular, I'm going to call them comfort food. Like I want the comfort food. I don't understand the appeal here, I guess is the fundamental I'm problem I have with this. I'm just saying there's no, you know... Am I adverse to egg being at a cool restaurant and they're like, oh, we do something that's kind of a play on the Bloomin' Onion, but it's like mm-hmm. fancy. I'm like, sure, let's try it, whatever, interesting. Yeah. But literally, I think they're just making the Bloomin' Onion here. Like they're literally yeah. just making, it's called the Bustin' Onion. They're, they don't even want, they're trying not to get sued by Outback by calling it the Bustin' Onion. Can a California lawyer find a way to sue these people? Like, <laughs> <laughs> please. Uh, this reminds me of um. This reminds me of a, a, an iconic Thanksgiving in my household. I think it was when my sister started college, and she came back and she was like, "I want to cook Thanksgiving dinner this year, and I want to like make fancy versions of everything." And my mom was like, "Uh, I, I'm not sure how I feel about this." My sister was like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna brine the turkey. I'm gonna make homemade green bean casseroles with homemade." cream of mushroom soup and homemade green green bean and like nothing was canned basically yeah and she spent all this time making this like was it good quote-unquote gourmet ver- no we were all like this sucks wow. and my sister was like i'm sorry that That's was a waste so of time i should have just made everything like normal but i mean it's the truth that's what i'm thinking of here it's like i why do i want this nice version of the original when the fact that the original is not fancy is what makes it it's also funny because the chef who he's working with is this guy named tim hollingsworth who was on chef's table Who's he famous. is a chef at odium odium is a really fancy really expensive restaurant in la and this poor chef who I hope is making some money and getting clout from this, has to make fucking blooming onions. So it was BJ Novak's idea. Well, he had, a, he had the guy. idea. He was like, it's my dream. He said it on a podcast. He said it on the uh, food podcast, Air Jordan. He said he wanted to find potential investors and a chef. The idea was basically, it's a restaurant called Chain. It's a chain-themed restaurant. 
And they'll have leather booths with the onion blossom, the cheeseburger, all the classic items, the sports bar TVs, a big laminated menu. I can't say I'm against the idea of this as a physical space. I do think it's like, cool. it's like, oh, it's essentially a diner, but we, they only serve like fancier takes on chain food. But this is not. He can't. I'm call- <laughs> This is. I'm not- sorry. This is. I'm like. I can't. I'm not gonna follow up on this comment. I'm just gonna say it and walk away. This is classist. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. This is classist, and I don't like it. That's true. You should just. It, it, yeah, that's true. It is. It I'm just is. gonna write a letter. This is classist, Bobby. But the. This reminds me of. I was on. Um. I was on. Because it's definitely more expensive than and, I, yeah. and not chain food not all chain food is cheap let's be no honest. it's not but this you is definitely more expensive than a bunch of money than, at Applebee's are you kidding right that, but you know what I'm saying but this is definitely more yeah, expensive yeah. than it yeah the followers I looked at that the mutual followers because they're private uh, you have to request to follow and they have some followers and this is from the Who Weekly account so these are mutuals Nolan Gould of Modern Family sure, Fame follows sure. Caitlin Dever sure. follows Patrick Schwarzenegger follows and Kiernan Shipka right. ooh, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, follows. Yeah. So. Even like Mindy Kaling did the like kind of shout out to Chain. And Mindy Kaling chain. doesn't follow. Well, she probably just went Which once and never again. The other thing that cracked <laughs> me up was in this description that somebody wrote about this restaurant. They wrote um, fries that taste better than Mickey D. Tell me. I'm sorry. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Fuck you. Just, like objectively there is no such thing as fries that no. t- taste better than mcdonald's I am, are there fries that are better for you than mcdonald's time the fuck out <laughs> that is ridiculous mcdonald's again, fries classist. are literally engineered by the best science that america has made since the moon landing i mean or before the moon landing like it <laughs> before. is it is the, oh, the before. best minds in america have created science that makes mickey d french fries taste better than anything else on the planet this is this is like the science that is going to eventually cure cancer. Do you know what I mean? This is American mm-hmm. innovation. And you saying that these fries are better than Mickey D is a big whopping no. Sorry. That's a we no from me, dog. Electricity, right? You got Tesla and Edison. Electricity. <laughs> you got McDonald's French fries. You got the moon landing. Moon landing. You got mRNA vaccines. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. That's Speak it. on it. <laughs> I'm speaking on it. Like, that's what we have. And this guy has the audacity, audacity. to come and say, I'm going to do it better. And then he starts by saying, you know, my family and I love chain restaurants. I love it all. So I'm going to improve it. The ego on this person. I love I love surprise outrage. I'm like outraged. I know. It's so <laughs> funny to me. It's so funny. I'm going to write. I'm going to write a senator. It's so funny to do something Shut this like place this. down. The um. Go to Odium. Uh, this reminded it's me delicious. Of this. It's expensive, but at least you're getting like it, it, expensive food that's ex, that's expensive seeming, not like not a faux expensive blooming onion. You know. Hey, you worked with Mindy Kaling on that show, and she said on Howard Stern, yes, that you were her great love. Is there something you want to tell us about Mindy <laughs> Kaling? Um, I, you know, it's funny. It, it, <laughs> This is what happens. I get so tongue-tied trying to explain. Maybe this music will help you give it up. <laughs> I shouldn't have that thing. I know. Thanks for making it less awkward. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can't, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, 
Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com slash sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Oh, I forgot to mention that Drew Taggart and Chantal Jeffries broke up, Lindsay. Oh, no. Yeah, I saw the people photos where they were split, like they you were ripped the in half. You mean the not hot chain smoker and Chantal Jeffries. Exactly. The not hot chain smoker and Chantal Jeffries broke up a month ago. And to circle back to the Niecy Nash conversation, the, the people story is very like, it was amicable, doesn't really matter. And then there's just a source that says... They broke up a month ago. Yeah, they don't even. It was, was his, like they was, was like forever ago. It's like it doesn't matter. You but just. But what didn't we're notice. saying is the hot chain smoker still has a girlfriend. Yes. Oh well. And yes, he is the hot chain smoker. But the not he hot one is. is single. Okay, the hot yeah. the the other chain smoker is single. So if you if you disagree with our assessment, which is wrong, <laughs> meaning you're wrong, we're right, then mm-hmm. your chain smoker is single. Yeah, your hot your quote unquote hot chain smoker is like. Is around. Yeah. He's available. He's around. You know who was also around? Tara Reid. <laughs> yes. That was what I was going to say. <laughs> Tara Reid looked youthful as ever as she attended the Scott Week red carpet launch party celebrating Scottish culture and excellence on Monday. In case you were wondering, Tara Reid is Scottish. She is uh, Scottish, Irish, Italian, French, and Hungarian, and English. Um, <laughs> I would argue that's too many things to be qualified to go to Scott Week, which appears to be literally a... I don't know, a ch- an event to celebrate Scottish heritage? Uh, yeah, I guess. I was trying to figure this out, too, and I think that's all it was. I it's just, just like, a, it's, and usually it is in Scotland also. It had a great step and repeat with, like, this with the Scottish heritage <laughs> logo behind her, you know, and they had photos and of her. she took her dogs. And it says, at times, Reed struck a number of poses in front of the photographer solo. And then there were moments where she shared the spotlight with two dogs believed to be her beloved Yorkies, Besso and Bella. They did not check to see if those were actually her dogs Besso and Bella nobody fact check that you're just talking to the intern there it's like are those her dogs uh what are the dogs' names sorry Besso um, and Bella Besso are and those Bella. Besso and Bella and then an intern is like I believe I believe they <laughs> I, are I believe so. and then you're like all right I'm putting that in there they're believed to be her Yorkies she has two okay. Yorkies Scott Week was started in Los Angeles also that's weird Okay. You I mean, know, I guess it's not that I weird. I mean, if anyone's having in-person parties, I guess it's Scott Week. It's this photo of her covered in, like, cheetah print and pterodactyls or birds. Right. It's just like, I don't think either of those are, like, native to Scotland. Also, but there it says, Scott Scottish Week, Pride. where's Outlander? Where's the Outlander stars? Let's, uh, come on, Scott Week. Tara Reed's the best you can do. I guess I'm really not seeing the best they could do. We're just seeing Tara Reed because yeah, that's what not. I clicked on. I guess not. Speaking of parties, uh, this was one of my favorite things is that clearly some spawn for a hologram company made me laugh because Diddy did spawn and hologrammed himself into his son's birthday party. His son is named Christian Combs. Mm-hmm. And thanks to the folks at Portal, he beamed himself into his birthday party. Diddy appeared in Life Size as a 4K interactive hologram. I'm cracking up because... Literally, Diddy's in L.A. and his son's in Miami. This this hologram costs $60,000. It costs a lot less than $60,000 to fly private to private. Miami to go to the actual party. <laughs> Diddy was like, son, I'm not coming to your party. I'm going to sponsored hologram into your party instead. That's the hooey behavior here. Also, Christian is the who. Nepotism. He's 23. But yeah, Christian's the who. Christian comes. Hologramming into a party 
is extremely hooey. It is. And it's also so just, just funny go. because it's like, can you imagine Christian being like, dad, just come to my party. Please just come to my party. He's like, no, I have to hologram in because it's spawn and got to do it. I can't come. I got a hologram in. The other thing is I was looking up these holograms. I have to say holograms are literally the, what do we call it? Hoverboard of our generation, meaning we keep promising they're going to be real and something that people are going to actually use and He's be on a accessible. Screen. They're not. He's literally on a giant screen. He's on a screen. And the thing about like holograms is you want to be able to, like when I hear the word hologram, I picture like an a actual 3D, 3D projection. Projection that you could interact with in Walk a 3D around way. Right. Oh, there is his whole body. But right. no, they're they're all looking at a, a giant screen. screen. It's a screen. And we've come very far in screen technology, meaning like Drew Barrymore interviews, Oprah doing interviews like that. We've come very far, like all the talk shows doing screen technology interviews. We've done it. But as far as actual holograms go, we're the same place we were 10 to 15 years ago. We have not progressed. It's a $60,000 Zoom. That's all this is. Stop trying to make holograms happen. Focus your I'm energy. I'm so mad at this. Focus your science on creating chain restaurant food, but slightly better. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, I thought holograms... Also, I thought the whole thing about holograms is that the, the technology is just so complicated and worthless that like it's vr now like we're just like transitioning into vr that's what i'm saying this i feel dumb. like the the dream of the hologram is not a reality and we need to move on past this you know i would be supportive of digitally projected facial hair though well that's say, gotta be whatever mo- than what young jock speaking did speaking of moving on past this young jock did a fake beard and i kind of love it because people freaked out I'd say former them, current who. He's a definite who, and I would not say former them. Yeah, it's going down. It's like the only true hit. Right. Which is so, I can't even, I'm sure you're going to play a clip of it, and I will not be able to listen because that song is just, like, if if, if a song, if a song topped the charts in 2006, like, it's way too triggering for me. Meet me in the mall. It's going down. Anywhere you want. It's going down. Stop, stop, stop. It's going down. Meet me in the mall. It's going down. Meet me in the club. So it's going down, crooner, young jock. I I could have I would have put money on this being unlike the Michael Strahan thing, which shook me to my core because he did it on like March thirtieth, uh, which I think is unfair and it's that shouldn't count as an April Fool's we'll joke that he there. covered we'll his, his his tooth gap. Oh well, actually we young shouldn't Jock's... talk about it. Michael Strahan got rid of his tooth gap, his the gap in the middle of his teeth, and then it was an April Fool's joke that bought that we Fool's fully joke. bought because it wasn't on April. And Bobby claims that it doesn't count because it wasn't on April, but I claim it was just a really good prank because he fooled us by doing the reveal on April first, but he did the the actual act the prank on in march i mean he did give us a twist uh it was we are we have our you know our ears are perked up on april fools we we expect a joke so he was like well i'm gonna do it a few days before which is smart but it's also not april fools i just would argue that it's not april fools anymore i mean but he did the reveal of the fool you're just mad you got played by the fool we both got fooled <laughs> that I you're got, just pissed I'm mad that, that you I got, got played. played yeah okay well michael strahan the gap is still there there weren't do any good there were not many good april fools no, like tori should there like, have been tori spelling was like i'm pregnant just kidding and everybody was like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> you know and it was like okay yikes 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 which uh, honestly but that was fair fuck. But young, Fuck you. but young Jocks was not an April Fool's. It was joke. not April Fool's. He so did give himself like a happened. fake beard. He gave himself a fake beard. So it's like depending on who you see, it's like fake beard, glued beard, beard weave. It's not a weave. You know what it is? It's very um, chia pet. That's what it reminds me of. It looks like yeah. like a little chia pet. I don't want to pretend to know how this technology works, but it's not a weave because you have to have existing hair there for it to technically be a weave. It's like kind of glued on. And if you didn't know that he didn't have facial hair, I think you could maybe be April fooled. Like if you didn't know what he I looked like. I would be like, fooled. It looks convincing. You could be a little, if you gave him the benefit, if you were like really squinting, you're like, fine, this is this is real. But he famously like cannot grow because he's been on Love and Hip Hop for like a hundred years. He's been on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta forever. So like he's talked about the fact that he doesn't grow facial hair and he wishes he could. So he can't. I don't give a shit if it looks crazy or not. This ain't, this ain't like I'm, I'm wearing this for like, it's me. Y'all know I don't grow no facial hair. It was for a role. He finally revealed it Wait, was for an acting role. What role, role that he got. though? He didn't say what the acting role was. 
he basically said like look I'll do whatever it takes. I know it looks bad. I know it's like embarrassing, but I'll do whatever it takes to get like a, a check. I mean, and I'm he, doing he this for yeah, an acting role. There's a clip. He didn't say what it was, but put the clip in. Yeah, he he did it for an acting role, and it's gone. It's already gone. It's a face wig. It's a face wig. It's a face wig. It's not. It's not any other name you could possibly give it. It's just a wig. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita has really gotten so in with the A-list crowd of 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 Australia. Like she's, she's Australian now. Hanging out with like Hemsworth wife Isla Fisher, who moved there with Borat, and Tessa Thompson, who's starring in Thor. So it's like literally all of the kind of Thor adjacent A-listers who are staying there briefly, and the Hollywood Australians who moved there, who live there permanently. <laughs> the Hollywood Australians. You know what I mean. Rita's like yeah. in bed with them. She's literally going shopping with these women to a private shopping spree. They're opening the store for them so only they can shop in it, which is mm-hmm. David Jones' rank. department store, I guess. Mm. Lindsay, rank them. From who to them, Rita Ora, Isla Fisher, Elsa Pataki, and Tessa Thompson. Tessa's first. Mm-hmm. Isla's second. Mm-hmm. Elsa Pataki, then Rita. Oh, you think so? But maybe Rita's above Elsa Pataki. <laughs> yeah, that was I, that's I thought what because Tessa's true, I'm obviously just biased. Feminist. I know Elsa Pataki really is not somebody that gets talked about unless she's the wife of Hemsworth in tabloids. Mm-hmm. You forget who she is until you see them both in the same headline. Rita, no I offense, just always but, like, assume is the, the is who. But you're right. In this mm-hmm. list, we have uh, you know uh, more more who's than we know what to do with. But Tessa is definitely number one. I would say she's like actually the one in the movie. She's the one in yeah. Thor. Yeah, the other ones aren't. Rita's about to appear the, in the um, background of Thor. She's working her way into some extra <laughs> the, scenes. I swear to God. The um, this group of four ladies reminds me of like it's like the inverse of the of the like, not even a Twitter meme, but like the reliable Twitter joke where you just see like four actresses together and it's like write a rom com for them, like write a movie for them. It's like if I saw these four together, I'd be like. You know what? I'd rather not. Never mind. Yeah, no <laughs> I don't have to comment. Rita also comment. posted a screw of a picture of a Business World magazine and wrote, to India's most influential woman of 2021, Rita Ora on the latest cover of Business World BW, which I guess is an Indian ba- an India-based business magazine and Rita is the number one businesswoman. <laughs> Of 2021, which we haven't even gotten halfway through, have we? we I have to say, I'm sus about this only because this cover looks fake as hell. Like, this cover looks like a Photoshop fake cover. I mean, it looks also like she didn't really sit for this. Co- I mean, I just... It says, music to your ears. The music industry embraced technology to overcome COVID-19 setbacks. So I guess that's the theme. It's like... Rita released an AP and like did stuff during COVID, so she's like on their cover. I, honestly, so I just, did Taylor Swift. I know, but I'm just it's so funny to me that Rita is like. And so did everyone. I am the most. I am India's most influential woman of 2021. Yes, you actually are. To me, you are. It is true. I mean, to be fair, take this news with a grain of salt because it is from the account Rita underscore bot underscore four. Well, she underscore posted it life. too. She posted it too. <laughs> she reposted it and was like, "Yay!" You know, like I don't know what if she even knows that she was on this cover. I mean, I know she. I know that she knows, but like that she, she must have submitted some image. You know. Yeah, I think this image is from the just the shoot from the bang art pile, <laughs> big EP where she looks it's like from Rina. her Rina Sawayama hair. Yeah, her <laughs> yeah. Rina era. Her Rina era. I'm just saying this cover is as convincing as the cover from. Kong versus Godzilla, in which <laughs> look at I put the I put the well, photo I didn't at the see bottom. This yet. Scientific I screen feature. grabbed it. Uh, the Kong whisperer, Dr. Eileen Andrews. Who's the woman? Who's the actress? Rebecca Hall. And she and she's on the cover of this fake magazine called Scientific Future. Dr. Eileen Andrews, the Kong whisperer. And there she is smiling. Like that is as authentic looking to me as BW Business World. We watched Twist. I gotta say, it was very boring and yet very confusing. You know when it's a movie is so confusing, it becomes boring? 
Yeah. I well yeah, when I when I told Lindsay I was like weirdly I was confused and she was like same. I was very confused. It's confusing. It was confusing. It's trying to do like an Ocean's 11y sort of like There was heist a lot of running and, and jumping. And like Jude Law's son got his pants pulled down by the cops and like Rita's in a lot of it and she's wearing a lot of different outfits which I liked and she's got like her accent. She's got like a slightly different accent going on, you mm. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Jude Law's son, not good. Ralph Law, not good. Rita orders a better actor than Jude Law's son. It was just a bad, I think it was just a bad movie. It was badly written. It was badly made. It but was how just was like no Rita? one cared. Rita was perfectly fine. Perfectly fine? I think she was perfectly fine. I think she did what she was expected to do. I don't think she could. Okay, here we go. The best thing I could tell you about it, I don't think she could have done any better. Yeah. I don't think, like, that role could have been better than what Rita Ora did in that role. Rita gave it her all. They gave her a lot of outfits, and I do think that she pulled it off, considering who she was surrounded by. And the fact that these, like, Michael Caine, again, not doing his best, like, she stood up to Michael Caine doing half speed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's the thing. Like, I would say Rita Ora's performance is better than Michael's, because Michael's Michael is just so clear. Like, we know what good Michael Caine looks and sounds like. Yeah. And what he was doing was, like... Half-ass. Ha- so half-ass. It was quarter-assed. And so was... And Lena Headey is, like, this evil lesbian. And it's just, like, so... I mean, it was practically offensive what Lena Headey was doing. Quarter-ass! <laughs> so, quarter-ass! That's... It was a bad, bad movie. She's better bad, in bad Detective movie. Pikachu. She's wonderful in Detective Pikachu. I am Dodge. This is Batesy, and together we... Call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday episode because we are done with our Tuesday episode. We love your calls. Call in, leave the questions, support us on patreon.com slash weekly for twice-weekly bonus episodes. We're talking about contact this week. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Read a <laughs> saw review that came in that was like, I don't listen to the call-in shows. I can't stand the callers, but I love the Tuesday episodes. Five stars. And I was like, thank you. I so you're blaming that. our callers, our fans, our listeners for that for that review? Well, I just, no, I just, I like that they complained, but also gave us five stars. That was nice. I know people who only listen to the call-in episodes. I know, which I love. Yeah. And I think that's which great. I and do I think you, you can do. do what you want to do. There's a lot of podcasts to listen to. Sometimes you're busy. You got to catch up on your scientific future. You got to catch up on your BW business world. I understand. There's other things to do. So thank you for listening. We'll see you on Friday. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Today's episode of Who Weekly was brought to you by the CW's new series, Kung Fu, premiering Wednesday, April 7th at 8, 7 central, or you can stream free next day on the CW app.